magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 486. Uh, I am Jared and this is Eli. This is the Touch Arcade Show. How about that? It's certainly a podcast you can choose to listen to. (laughs) Um, What's new in the life of Eli besides Uh, having Poison Ivy? Yeah, Poison... Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know the difference between Poison Ivy and Poison Oak. I just kind of just call everything Poison Ivy. I don't know. Oh, okay. That might be Poison Oak. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. All I know is that Poison Ivy, I don't think even grows in California. And so we we have Poison Oak. But I, mm-hmm. I think it's just a depends on the climate type thing. Yeah, I don't know. And if it was like Ivy-like vines. Because Poison Oak, I don't think gets like that. Although yeah, it could. It's super viney, so. But I do know, leaves of three, leave it be. Yep. That's how you know. Yeah, that's, I've, I've known that my whole life. Except <laughs> apparently. But you didn't leave it be. Well, again, I was looking for very like I know what the plants yeah. look like in Illinois, but not yeah, not other places. So, no, they get, they run wild in that southern climate, I guess. Yeah, we have a lot of kudzu too. You guys have kudzu in California? Or I don't is that know a, what that is. So it's like this Asian house plant that I guess just like uh-huh. totally got out of control. And uh, if you're driving through the south, um, like mm-hmm. around, uh, I don't know about this time of year, like a little bit, guy stuff has to get a bit greener. But you'll just see like what looks like a house plant, but you're like, we'll just take over like whole buildings and like climb up wow. power lines and just like, it's nuts how mm-hmm. fast this stuff grows. It's like a wow. textbook invasive species situation. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. They, they, but the, the, what's crazy about kudzu is the most effective way to get rid of it is goats. So like, just eat it up. <laughs> yeah. So like what people will do, if you bought like, um, like you bought a lot to build a house on or something, it had like a major kudzu mm-hmm. problem. Like you can actually like rent mm-hmm. goats and they just like mm. string up a little electric fence, leave the goats there mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, and the kudzu's just gone because they eat that's it all the way down, uh, and then like yeah. nibble the roots out, and that's that's it for kudzu. Interesting. Actually, uh, they I've noticed I when you drive like um, along freeways and stuff, and there's big expanses of like fields or whatever. Um, there's like sheep for hire, like herds of sheep that you just let roam oh, yeah. for a while and in, in these certain sections that's like how they mow the lawns or whatever oh, and then cool. i recently learned they do that in vineyards too in the napa valley there's like sheep herds that will go up and down each lane of the of the grapevines and uh clean things up or whatever man that's got to be a good racket like renting your sheep out yeah, no kidding because then you, you still get the money for the wool right and except you're not paying for feeding them because you're just moving around to eat other people's grass yeah. so we've yeah. got a couple um a couple of rows of muscadine grapes on our, um, mm-hmm. in our yard here. And we trimmed them mm. down. So you're supposed uh-huh. to trim them like really short this time of mm-hmm. year, I guess. And, mm-hmm. um, what's crazy though, is that they, they like weep after you trim them. So like, if you go out there, they're just like dripping water and stuff from like, the cuts. It's crazy. I've yeah. never seen anything like that before. Huh? But I guess the idea uh, is you trim them because like you want that new growth because the grapes come with the new growth. So it's like, if you trim yeah. real short, they focus all their energy on that as opposed uh-huh. to like, uh-huh. you know, having the, all the other stuff going on with them. So interesting. 
Uh, I've been meaning to tell you for a while now that the the jam you guys made out of that was so good. Yeah, you need to go into business the making jam. that and selling it. Jam factory, the muscadine grape jelly, mm-hmm. or you made Lindsay probably more likely made it. Yeah, I didn't do shit. Yeah, so tell her it was amazing. Yeah, our kid loves it. Consistent feedback. One of his, one of his favorite meals is purple toast. Purple toast. <laughs> toast with jam on it. He I need sees to get it on the, purple toast. the purple toast wagon. That sounds good. Purple toast is great. It's a good snack. I usually make one for me and one for him. So, oh. yeah, is this this is just a food podcast now, right? It could be. I feel like we talk about food more than anything else. It could be. I uh, I really fucked up some baby back ribs this week. Hmm. It's easy to do. Yeah. Smoking them or. Yeah, well, I smoked them, and I don't know if I cooked them. I don't know. Like I, smoking meat is so frustrating. Like it either, yeah. it turns out good or very bad. Like very rarely have I found that. Like when I, like smoke something or slow cook it on the smoker or whatever for yeah. a long time, it just turns out okay, right? Like right. I don't. And these ribs, like I don't know if they were undercooked. I don't know if they were overcooked, but they just were like super tough and stuff. I followed the exact same recipe I did last time. They turned out insane. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just annoying. That's why people get paid the big bucks to do it. Do it for you. I guess, but I don't know. I wish that the the popular barbecue cuts were cheaper, so I could just do it all the time and get good at it instead mm-hmm. of being like, yeah. "Oh, all right, yeah, let's splurge on some ribs." Oh, I fucked them up. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And the same, same thing with like brisket, mean. you know, cause like a brisket yeah. will cost you like even a small one, like 40 bucks, you know, Yeah. which sucks when you ruin like a giant thing of meat. Cause you, well, it's funny though too. Cause like, uh, those are all the, the bad, like quote unquote bad parts of mm-hmm. like the beef. You know what I mean? Like that's why they became barbecues. Cause they take so long to cook yeah, and, and were cheap crappy back in the day. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like the crappy parts, but now with barbecue, <laughs> everyone's like, that's all the expensive stuff now. So. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to identify what people don't want now and go for that. Yeah. So you're on the next trendy thing. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, there's a limited amount of parts in an animal. So. Well, so far, so far. Find an undiscovered part. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what else do you want to talk about? Should we talk about mobile game stuff? Yeah, that's fine. Talk I about, guess. Uh, um, is anything going on with GameStop stock? I kind of quit following that whole thing. It seemed like it blew up again, but I don't know what happened with that afterwards. I also quit following it, and I also never. I, I don't care. Hmm. But I think, um, I think GameStop, like their new CEO or whatever, came out and had kind of like a business plan uh, announcement or whatever that they're going to go like, uh, basically like online sales focused which is like yeah dude why weren't you doing that like 10 years ago (laughs) yeah why do you still have stores um but what's interesting i don't know know if i've told you this before but like so the GameStop here where we live in tennessee Mm -hmm. and kind of like a rural area is Mm -hmm. um like what you would remember a GameStop being like it's really Really? it's like going back in time because and the reason for that is like we're kind of the the outliers that have fast internet where we live you know you very specifically chose our location based on internet accessibility. But yeah. most other people like either you either straight up don't have internet or you have like mm-hmm. satellite internet, like at the shack. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. um, like you just can't download like an 80 gigabyte, like call of duty patch over satellite. Internet. Right. It just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So, um, people here primarily get their games on disc 
which mm-hmm. has, you know, allowed for this like very vibrant, like trading ecosystem at my local GameStop. Hmm. Whereas like, you know, a GameStop in a metropolitan area, like where you live probably is yeah. just like a fucking like junk store now because no one trades yeah. in games because you just buy it digitally and there's like, <clears throat> you know, nothing yeah. to even trade in. So it's, it's kind of weird going back in time with our GameStop. Yeah. I couldn't even remember the last time I've been in a GameStop, but I remember the last time I went in there, I was like, this feels like Hot Topic. Yeah. Like, that is exactly how it felt now, because it was just all toys and stuff and, like, dumb things, and then yeah. some it's, video games on a wall. It's like the junk that you, like, that you would, like, browse on ThinkGeek and be like, oh, that's cool, yeah. but I would never buy that. Yeah. No, that's, you know, uh, didn't they buy ThinkGeek? I think so, or, yeah. And I think, like, exclusively now, which sucks, because I've bought things off ThinkGeek before, and I thought they were, they were a rad company. And then they got bought and then they got basically shut down and turned into we only sell our things inside of a GameStop retail store now. Because for some reason in the 20 <laughs> year 2020s, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Which is- I really want to go to a brick and mortar store to buy my Five Nights at Freddy's uh, plushie. Right. Yeah. 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 Dumb. Um, but that's... Uh, yeah, that's cool. You have a neat GameStop to go to. Are the people there dicks though? Because that's another hallmark of a GameStop. Um, I don't know. They seem pretty cool. I guess. Like, I don't. I haven't really interacted with them much beyond like, I want this yeah. very specific thing. Okay, here you go. Here's yeah. my credit card. All right, see ya. Right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I remember back in the day, it used to actually be fun to go into a GameStop or like a Funko Land or mm-hmm. or whatever, um, because it was like you could talk games with people that cared about games, right? Yeah, yeah. And knew about games, and then. It sort of morphed into like you'd go in there and it was like the cool people that work there that knew more than you and couldn't be asked to, to like talk to you about anything or answer any questions. Or if you didn't know everything already, you're an idiot or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm talking to somebody that works at Best Buy. I definitely Buy. know what you're talking about. I can't I can't put my finger on like when that dynamic shift or, or why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was definitely like a like almost like arcadey vibe to like Funko land, you know, where it was like everyone there was friendly and it was like, you had a shared interest that was cool that no one was really into, but like, you know, it was like a safe space for you to like geek out about like, you know, some weird game that no one knows about or whatever versus like, Oh, what are you doing in my store? You scrub kind of thing. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. But, oh, but yeah, good old days, good old days back when we traded in all our shit for pennies on the dollar and, um, yeah. uh, oh my God. So in my local, um, like buy, sell trade group on, or uh, Facebook mm-hmm. marketplace or whatever you know, it's mm-hmm. called, but, um, someone had a new in box super Nintendo, Ooh. um, and they were trying to get 200 bucks for it. And I was like, I don't know if mm-hmm. that's cheap or expensive. Like it mm-hmm. could, could be either, you know, like, I don't know either and, and i was just like i don't even want to like look this up because i don't want to go down this rabbit hole of like <laughs> yeah. because then i was thinking i was like i don't know if that's a good deal or not like it might be and yeah. i was like thinking to myself i was like there is no fucking reality where i'm gonna go buy a super nintendo new in box yeah. pay more than retail for it <laughs> and tomorrow feel like i was smart and did anything that i should have done well, the, the next question is, what do you do with it if you bought it? Well, do you right, try like, to resell it or do you use it or do you even, you know? 
I don't know. But I mean, it was like new, new in box. Like, you know, all the, yeah. like all the manuals were still in their little plastic sleeves. Like it was still yeah. like nothing was taken. Like the cords even were very obviously yeah. like unmolested. Wow. Um, so I don't know. I, uh, something you should never do is, um, go on the Goodwill website because Goodwill sells things, um, like online auction style. Oh, really? And, uh, it's like a killer place to come across these crazy, deals on stuff although it's it, the last couple of years it's blown up but it used to be like an untapped resource for finding like uh like uh, um cheap video game things that like that so because cool. nobody was looking there and you know goodwill would be like i don't know we got a bunch of video game stuff and uh we don't know what it's worth and so you'd find like these original things that were were selling for like super cheap nowadays people kind of caught on to it and so things are more but there's still usually you can come across some pretty crazy deals but um yeah just look up like game boy advance or like psps for a while i was i was scouring them because they would sometimes have psp goes for super cheap all right so uh, maybe that was actually really cheap because there's a uh on ebay there's a super nintendo system 100 complete in box for 361 dollars right now with seven hours left and this is in worse shape than Oh, jeez. I don't know. It's not like I would buy it to resell it either. Like that, that, that's why I was just like, I'm not even going to look at this. Like, I don't, I don't even want to get into this. Yeah. No, you're probably better off. <laughs> but anyway, oh, these are yeah. the Super Nintendo minis, which I have two of because I'm a fucking moron. But hold on, I got to make a typing. <laughs> Super Nintendo new inboxes. Yeah, this one's 200 bucks, but well, maybe $200 is right. I don't know. I don't need to. Uh... That's a slippery slope of getting into. Like, what irritates me so much is, like, if I was, if I hadn't owned all this stuff before, then yeah. I think, like, collecting it would be a little easier to, mm-hmm. to like, mentally rationalize, right? Versus, mm-hmm. like, definitely have owned all this stuff before and... Mm-hmm seriously traded it in for nothing mm-hmm. i've been there only to buy it back for more than retail like that to me is like mm-hmm. I yeah don't know. my two bad beats and um trading things in were uh back before there was really a GameStop. it was i think it was like funko land was around that would take trade yeah, in and whatever, also like then, a lot of in my area a lot of the like video stores would also yeah. do trade. Yeah, you stuff. could do the same thing at like Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or whatever. Well, like the, but, um, the uh, for us, it was, no, I don't think Blockbuster, I think it was like the family video kind of, not family video, but like the local oh, places that, uh-huh. I don't know. Although, what was Game Search? Game Search was under Hollywood Video, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Were <laughs> we just talking about that a while back? Game so. Search. Um, but I, uh, we had a video game swappers. I don't know if that, I don't think it was really a chain. If it was, it was way smaller, but it was like, a, um, a little place in a strip mall by my grandma's house when I was a kid and we'd always drive by it cause they had a sign out front that was like $5 video games and you go in and it would be like, oh yeah, here's like, uh, I don't know, like the, the copy of Mario brothers duck hunt that comes with every Nintendo game. That's the $5 one. Everything else is like normal price, but it always get me to go in there and they took used games. And I remember going in there and trading in every single NES game I had and getting enough to buy a super Nintendo game genie. Yes. And that was it. Yes. And it was like 60 NES games no, or something dude, like that. I, I did the exact same thing. It was like the super <laughs> Nintendo, all my games, like the, uh, multiple controllers, like the, the uh, light gun, the, the power pad mm-hmm. thing. Um, 
what else did I have? I have like random fucking, I don't know, like all sorts of dumb shit. And I got like $50. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, all right, and well. like, you can just see like, and I'm just a little ass kid, like probably eight or nine, um, you know, watching this dude scanning each of these games with like dollar signs in his eyeballs because I, I'm just lucky I didn't, I don't have like any evidence of what the actual games were that I traded in. Like, I don't remember them all. Because if I did and I went back and looked, I guarantee you I traded some things in that were worth like a bunch now. Oh, yeah. But um, well, dude, even the stuff like like a good copy of Zelda and stuff now is worth like 50 plus dollars. And right. Um, did you see that thing where a mint condition? Um, I don't know if it whoever does the grading of sports cards apparently like grades other collectibles or something. And there is like a yeah. like flawless condition Super Mario. I just read about that. It sold for over $100,000 at auction. No, it sold for $660,000. It set a record. Yeah, the previous record was for the um, PlayStation like prototype console, dev kit or something like that, that sold for $330,000. So it's like it was almost twice as much as the previous record, which That's is crazy. just insane to me. But yeah, this Mario Brothers in particular was like um, sealed original yeah, and like, it was part of like a really small run that doesn't like have trademark condition and stuff <clears throat> yeah like yeah it's crazy <clears throat> but anyway what do you do with that yeah. so you spend over half a million dollars on a fucking mario cartridge what do you do with it look at it i would i would be a baller and like open it on youtube i would like so there's this instagram this guy on instagram that collects games that just recently did that like he uh because they come in those you know when you go and get a game graded and then they put it in like a sealed case right and um, put the rating on it and all the, you know, yeah, uh, like, all the like stickers and, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And so you had a, a rare game in there that um, he basically like drilled into on Instagram and cracked the case open. Like they're made to be open a certain way. So he could have just opened it, but he just like bashed into this thing and played the game. And um, so I saw this and I was like, I see there's like a hundred plus comments. I'm like, oh, dude. I can't wait to read these comments because it's probably people losing their mind yeah. that the dude just cracked open this like highly rated rare game. And um, it was the exact opposite. Everyone was like, more power to you. Games are meant to be played like yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's kind of awesome, actually. Like, So, yeah, what do you do? It just sits somewhere and I guess maybe gets more valuable or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's like a weird um, I don't know, like it's hard to wrap your head around like the the like art collection kind of scene that I guess that would sort of fall into. Um, Because like, so in the Chicago area, like one of my favorite places a kid to go is the museum of uh, holography or holography, Mm. I guess in, in Mm. um, the Chicago area. And like that place basically vanished when the lady behind it went bankrupt and like all the stuff basically scattered to the wind. And Mm -hmm. um, there was, there's a, um, there was a initiative to try to save the stuff and, and all this stuff. And, um, I, I'm friends with a Facebook guy that was behind that. Like, I remembered like all the stuff happening originally, like the whole initiative to save it and stuff. And then just kind of, yeah, we moved and I forgot about it and COVID happened and all this other stuff. Right. And, um, <laughs> I hit him up. I just randomly thought about it and I hit him up and asked him like what happened to it. And he was like, Oh, was, you know, someone, someone just bought the whole collection and it's in like a storage unit in Hong Kong right now. And wow. I, you know, I don't, He's like, I don't know what they're going to do with it. They think it's going to be valuable. And hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of pretty wild. Kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of weird to like have stuff like that just sort of like vanish because like some rich person bought it and is in. Yeah. You know. What was the, uh, the guy that bought that Wu-Tang album? 
I yeah. played the same sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> we were going to talk about mobile games a while ago, and then we got sidetracked. So let's talk about mobile games. Hell yeah. How's that sound? So Sounds great. The big story of the day is um, Apple did a big thing with Apple Arcade that uh, nobody really saw coming. He basically... So we had known, <clears throat> I think we talked about this last week or the week before, that Fantasian was probably coming out today. Because that's like the yeah. App Store link, right. metadata pointed towards today. And same with another game, Wonderbox, from um, the studio that makes Horizon Chase. Um, they had a game that it was originally supposed to come out in October, and then it got pushed back. And its new date had shown to be April 2nd, too. So it looked like those were two games that were going to launch today, two pretty noteworthy games or whatever. I'd been really looking forward to Fantasian. And um, so the, last night, you know, whatever, the, how, however the App Store works, they actually showed up like last night after 8 o'clock or whatever, available for download, and uh, downloaded them both and was like, cool. Like, that's a, that's a big week for Apple Arcade. And also, I'd hate to be any game launching on the same day as Fantasian from oh, the yeah. Final Fantasy maker. You know what right. I mean? I thought it was kind of weird they would launch two high-profile games on the same day or whatever. Little did I know that I was going to wake up and find out that not only did they launch those two games, but they launched this whole big initiative, including over 30 other brand new games, featuring a mixture of um, Apple Arcade like exclusive stuff, like original games, but also bringing back older games or games that already exist on the App Store as just regular I think they releases. They all existed on the App Store, though, didn't they? Did they really bring I, anything back? Yeah, I don't know if they brought anything back that was not already still there. Because that was like the uh, whole thing with this was like the games had to already be like running yeah. on iOS 14. Like Apple didn't like do anything to. Right, right. That. So um, it's but it's it's, you know, not even um, taking into account the the like re-releases, I guess. And and to me, this more this pretty much looks like um, they're doing their version of google play pass right because google play pass is like a, a monthly subscription thing but it just gives you access to a library of games that were already there you just don't have to buy them on their own um <clears throat> and so now apple arcade includes something kind of like that here's a big selection of games that already existed that you could buy separately on the app store before but now they're part of apple arcade um for so subscribers or whatever the other thing that's kind of interesting about this is that um <clears throat> So the way the Google Play Pass works is it's just kind of like like if it it, it doesn't have duplicate entries on the App Store. So like if you have mm -hmm. um if you buy a game or you get it through Google Play Pass, like the link's the same, like everything else is just yeah. like if you have Google Play Pass, it's just free. Yeah. Or, you know, you're paying for it through subscription, but it doesn't cost you anything to get it. Or you can, right. you know, download and pay for it or or whatever. Um right, right. and it's interesting that these are like uh separate listings on the app store. Like yeah, it, it makes no. me it really makes me wonder, um, like how much technical debt there is in the app store and like mm -hmm. how much of the app store is still just like the iTunes music store that they oh, weren't I... like able to do something where it's like, oh, if you have Apple Arcade, like these 30 games are just these are now just you can just yeah. download them. Right. Uh, I guarantee it's like sticks and toothpicks and bubble gum type thing. Because... Which is crazy. I mean, it's like a company with infinite resources, right? You would yeah. think that there would be, I mean, shit, the metadata stuff that we were talking about, like that is like the iTunes music metadata. Like right. the RSS yeah, feeds are the same all... <laughs> yeah, as know. like the top 20 iTunes tracks. Like it's the yeah. same shit. Like it's crazy to yeah. me that 
that's been the case for like 15 years now or more. More, I guess. And yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like um, I like what they're doing with this. I think it's a good value add to the service. And, um, you know, can and can put, put a bunch of these good games in front of more eyeballs for people that maybe didn't know about them or whatever. But um, I think it's really inelegant the way that they're doing it with the, the dual SKUs. And um, so basically what they do is like, so here's an example like Badland. That's a game that came out years ago, and it's a great game. And it was a paid game. I think the later ones were freemium. But um, so the Apple Arcade version is now called Badland Plus with a plus sign mm -hmm. behind the name. And that's <clears> it. But there's still also just Badland in the App Store. And if you bought the other one, you can play that one. If you have Apple me, Arcade now, I was you can download this second version. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is your progress does not transfer because your data is siloed yeah. into the old version. Yeah. So if you had, so if you like, own Badland and you know deleted it or whatever else, and you, you have Apple Arcade and you download the new one, like you start over. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just kind of weird to me that they did it this way. And also, I've tried to to sort of verify this with Chameleon Run, which is another one, which is a great a great game that Noodle Cake released a few years ago, um, and got all sorts of accolades and all this stuff. Well, that's they won an Apple Design Award for it, didn't they? I something like that, yeah, and. Um, as far as I can tell, the games are absolutely identical right down to sharing Game Center info because it looks like the achievements aren't like a new set of achievements. So um, it's just weird to me that like there's no extra content, there's no extra anything. It's literally just the same game. And then you can download it and have two versions of like the identical games on your device. And that just seems confusing to me, like more confusing and more convoluted than you would expect from Apple, I would think. Well, again, um, it just comes down to like, I'm sure that the app store is just the iTunes music store. Like I'm, yeah, it really would. I think it would be insane to like get an actual, like look at like the source behind the scene of the app store and like, see how many things yeah. are still labeled like album art and like track name okay. and stuff like that, okay. you know? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But then, um, so yeah, basically every Zach Gage game ever released is part of Apple Arcade now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Mini Metro, Monument Valley, like what the hell? But then so in addition to all this stuff, that's all existing games. They're all old games. So it's not like it's a cool value add or whatever, but it's not like if you've played any of those to death already, then who really cares if they're on Apple Arcade now? But um, but then all the original games that they released too, there was something like 12 or something like that that – um all are pretty high profile too, um, going along with like the, the Fantasian and stuff like that. So it just seems like such an overwhelming day for anybody. Yeah. Like if you were looking for Fantasian, like I'm going to spend all weekend playing that I've been waiting for this to come out. And then you're also like, Oh, well there's also all these other games now too. Like, what do I even do? And then does this mean that like, is there going to be like a drought now for like the next few months? Cause they just, busted their whole nut again like they did with the release because yeah, no. we talk about with when they released too those out um i feel like so many of these you could have just strung out weekly or something like that to just sort of spread it out because now it just feels like what the hell do i play but um yeah well so what's crazy to me is that like um the the platinum games game is like like a second oh, class right. citizen to this whole thing. Like, I did. which is, I think it got mentioned in so here. crazy because like, um, <laughs> so platinum, like this platinum game 
was such a big deal that they like flew me out to Japan and like a bunch of other journalists. Like remember, yeah. remember this whole thing? Like we yeah. talked about it on the show. I, yeah. I don't even remember how long ago that was probably like at least three or four years ago now, I guess. I think but, it was like um, 2017 or something. <laughs> um, these guys really bamboozled a bunch of journalists to come out because they were just like, um, you know, they contacted me and they were like, Hey, do you want to come to platinum? Like right. we're, and I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. I'm down for whatever. Um, sure. And they, uh, but they hit up like, you know, quote unquote, like real games journalists, like people from IGN and Destructoid and all this other stuff. Yeah. And we're just like, Hey, do you new want platinum to games? Yeah, do you want to come yeah. and see the new platinum game? Yeah. And of course they were like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, I am there. Like uh-huh. totally a million right. percent. Like I am there. And then it was so like, I will never forget the, um, when it became apparent that they didn't tell everyone else that it was going to be a mobile game in their little presentation. <laughs> um, uh, was that the same trip too, where they didn't allow footage to be taken, but so many people f- like f- went through pains to fly out their like video oh, yeah. equipment. And no, stuff. The, the IGN guys like brought a film crew. Like it was <laughs> because again, you know, like the, platinum is a big deal game developer, you know, like right. having like an exclusive look at like their new game is a huge deal. Right. Um, I don't know. The, the whole thing was crazy. I mean, they took me out to a really, really, really nice dinner. So I can't complain too much, but like, no. Um, it was just so bizarre because I was like, all right, well, I mean, you know, some of the cover was mobile stuff. Um, yeah. this is pretty cool. I mean, it's like a buy the books free play game that is by platinum and mm-hmm. sure, you know, whatever I'll, I'll fuck around with it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but everyone else was like so bummed out that like, oh my God, this is like a wasted trip for me and all this other stuff. Like Dude. no one cares about mobile. And, um, it was sad. wild is that like the game just never came out. It like basically just like vanished. Like I think they, yeah like did a very, very, very limited soft launch somewhere. Yeah. I'm I'm looking up our coverage of it. So this was April of 2018 was when you were able to talk about it. And I think it was, it was just the weeks prior to that. You actually went on the trip and then, um, the next month they released an actual gameplay trailer and then, um, let's see it soft launched, um, in the Philippines in June of 2018. And so that was the last we heard of it. Yes. Yeah, so June this, of 2018. They gave me this cool book of, um, wow. like, that so, is cool. So what I didn't, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a book. Wow. But, um, <laughs> so what I didn't realize about all this stuff is that, you know, as a, uh, ignorant American, yes. I didn't realize that the yokai were sort of like, um, uh, like mythical creatures that everyone would know about in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought that yokai were just like characters in yokai. Like I thought they were like a Pokemon competitor with like yokai because I knew it through oh, like yokai watch, yeah. right? Like yeah, no, based on a real like mythological thing that goes back centuries. Yeah, so so the yokai that these the world of demons is based on is like basically the Japanese equivalent to like dragons and leprechauns and you know right. th- things like that from like um you know western folklore like they have their own right. set of mm-hmm. folklore creatures and um I, I don't know that was and again you know ignorant american thing not being aware of other cultures <laughs> I fully admit that that's fine but um yeah. that was just like a the my really fascinating takeaway from this whole trip was like oh wow mm-hmm. okay like now that you mentioned this like i do recognize these characters from a lot of things and it's interesting yeah. that like they have their own individual like 
weird little backstories and yeah. things like that that are they're very universal that you just like don't really right. know about because you know again you you know about you know like uh, you know our dumb mythical creatures like bigfoot and right, shit right, like right. That, right right um so yeah this whole book that they gave me like goes into like the different um like traits and stuff of of these different yokai and stuff but so anyway i guess what's interesting about world of demons is this was a very this is a free-to-play free-to-play game you know and now that it's out on apple arcade i guess it's not free to play no and that's actually another interesting thing but it, it's funny too like that you bring up world of demons because um so this is going on almost three years ago now that, that we've even heard of this game last. And um, it was such a big deal because it was Platinum Games making a mobile game, like whatever. And then it just disappeared and nobody heard anything about it. And then it suddenly releases. It's done and releases on Apple Arcade and you don't hear about it. It releases on the same time as all this other stuff. Like you should mm-hmm. be in, in a normal reality. I would feel like you'd you'd put the red carpet out for this game give it its own big featuring and, and, and have it be the sole game that week or whatever. But instead it just got like tossed in the mix with all this other stuff. And so I don't think a lot of people might even realize that it's out or what it is if they even do come across it, but it's got like, it's, it's a high profile release that just got tossed out with everything else. It's so weird to me. Um, but yeah, so there's some other games like um, there's this new star Trek game called star Trek legends that's, that's part that's of a free to play game too, now. though. Well, so Star Trek Timelines is the free to play version. Star Trek Legends seems to be the same game, but like reworked to not be free to play. I see this which like is wheel guy. Sorry for non video people. See that that drawing? Of, I see like, the, the wheel, wheel dude. So that yeah. is the uh, the wheel monk. The I mean, I'm going to butcher this. It's the Waniudo. And like so, that's what you kind of realize. Like when you start looking at that yokai, like particularly a lot of Japanese games, like you know uh, Bayonetta and you know uh, like Devil May yeah. Cry and that kind of stuff. Like you see yeah. these images like in all those games. So that was yeah. that's actually potentially a pretty cool thing that people might be exposed to with World of Demons is realizing like, oh shit, okay, these aren't like you know yeah. enemies specific for this game, but they're like Japanese folklore right. stuff that you'll begin to notice in a lot of other things. As right, right. As, you know, so anyway, um, kind of crazy and kind of crazy too that so there's these very obviously free to play games that are now showing up on Apple Arcade being made not free to play, which we've talked about this before where a lot of times like if you, if you just made a not if you made a free to play game that you couldn't buy anything in, it would be like boring, right? Because mm-hmm. like the whole idea behind a free to play game is it's little incremental progress and little incremental drip feeds of content and stuff like that to keep you playing for months and months and months and months. Um, and if you strip all that stuff away, you have a game that you could like beat in an hour or unlock everything in an hour and then be bored and be over it. Like that's the entire point of, of like a game as a service. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see like how that affects these games that are getting kind of like reworked to not be free to play anymore um, and see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, but um, interesting development from Apple arcade today. Um, I know that there was a little bit of a joke going around that the game club is getting Sherlocked by Apple. But um, the more I think about it, the more I think that you're still very different services. Yeah. Um, Because like you said, all these games, all these quote unquote classics that are getting added to Apple Arcade are, are existing and working games. 
Yeah, they're um, new. They're fine. They're on the App Store. Like it's not. Yeah, it's totally and different. and Game Club is is going beyond to bring back games that were broken and busted and gone, uh, which I feel like is a very different service and um, still like a reason. It's not like suddenly you'd be like, oh, you don't need Game Club anymore, right? You know what I mean? Because yeah. all these games only exist because Game Club brought them back, which I think is a big deal. Um, yeah, I'm curious to. I'm curious to see where Apple Arcade goes from here because like um I I I just like I don't know how I don't know like it seems like it's not really selling the dream of that they that they originally set for with Apple Arcade if they're like releasing like yeah. rehashed free to play games, right? Like I don't But it's know. interesting because like remember the stories that came out probably like a year or so ago now where like they like were rejiggering their content pipeline to like focus on yeah. engagement. Right. So right. it makes me wonder if what they're kind of like going after with some of these games is like, um, like so platinum obviously soft launch world of demons. It just did not monetize. Right. Like, cause there's probably. no reason why you would just can a game if it was making money. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if like the engagement numbers were good, but the monetization numbers were bad. Mm-hmm. So, it makes you wonder if we're going to see more sort of like failed free to play games in Apple Arcade and yeah. if anyone's going to care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, does, like, what hooks does World of Demons have if it's no longer like a monetization tread, treadmill? Right. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I think it's a very interesting situation. And um, I also think the timing is pretty interesting that it's like the end of a quarter. And I want to say Apple's fiscal year, is this when it ends? The, have, the end of March or something like that? So that it, feel, it feels very deliberate that this was April 2nd that all this stuff dropped, um, especially with their TV Plus free subscription year that they keep extending because of the pandemic. Um, that's all set to expire. I think next month or in June or I something like that. So claimed a single one of those. Like I don't really, Oh really? I don't care at all about. So a lot of people are like talking about how, um, their services division is going to get just smoked once all these subscriber numbers drop off from all the free subscriptions and, and how many people, you know, they don't think a lot of people will actually start paying for it or whatever. Um, and so maybe this is a way to try to bolster that for this upcoming quarter. Like, hey, Apple Arcade is has all this extra value now because of these big high profile games and all these other existing games. Maybe, but are part I, of I the just package. Like, I just like don't think that Apple Arcade is going to be like this big driver for them because like most I of the money in mobile comes from free to play games have unlimited spending potential. I mean, yep. like we've kind of seen that with Game Club, almost like shooting ourselves in the foot by only allowing people to spend five dollars. Yep. You know, yep. like when a lot of our games would probably, honestly, be more successful if they were free to play, and people could, you know, yeah. do shit like buy guns and breach and clear, or right. you know, buy lives and hook champ, or yeah, whatever else. You know, and I'm sure there's no way that Apple is not seeing similar user behavior with Apple Arcade. I agree, and I felt like getting Apple Arcade off the ground had to be just a money pit for them that they would have a really hard time digging out of. Not that they need money or anything, but you know, I don't think this project is in the black, right? Because they put so much money into it. And then I don't see any of that changing anytime. I don't see this changing any of that. And then they had to court 
all these existing games that they just brought over too had there had to be some money involved in bringing those to Apple Arcade too. So it's like, did they just are they just going to dump money in this thing? I mean, they basically forever have, because they have unlimited money. Yeah, I mean, they have infinite money, so they can just do whatever <laughs> yeah, they want. But it's just, but I don't know. I mean, so like, strange to me. If you if you take like a really holistic look at like the Apple One subscription, I mean, like, mm-hmm. what really is the value there? Mm-hmm. You know, because like, like sure, like it's probably like Apple Music and iCloud, right? Because it's like. People either have Apple Music or Spotify, or I guess Pandora. I don't know if how Pandora yeah. is doing these days, but I feel like I don't hear very many people talking about it. Um, yeah. And then the iCloud stuff, right? Yeah. Like, do you know anyone that's really into like the Apple Fitness Plus stuff? Because I know one person that not yet that does it out of like yeah. a lot of people that I feel like I talk to. That's right. an Apple person, and yeah. very rarely does it feel like I see anyone talking about like the Apple TV Plus stuff. Not really. And this, I mean, kind of same well, is true of Apple Arcade games. I mean, like yeah. rare exception of these like very, very, very like big releases, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't hear anyone talking about Apple Arcade, but um, Apple TV, at least like Ted Lasso won a bunch of awards. That's kind of a big deal and whatever. And I get in the grand scheme of things, it's still like pretty early on for their stuff. Yeah. Um, like their original TV stuff or whatever. But I've having the year of free the year plus of free apple tv has been nice i haven't watched nearly as much as i would hope to but the things i wanted to watch being able to watch them i thought was good like i thought the morning show was great and stuff and i keep meaning to be you know it's like the problem we talk about all the time where there's too much stuff to watch and not enough time right but um i have the same thing like i got six months of peacock for free or whatever and six months of discovery plus for free and so it's like i have all these big free trials where i have all this content that i could be watching but i i'm not taking advantage of it um and so and same thing happened with disney plus came out too i think i got three or six months of that for free and watched like two things and then it lapsed and then i was like oh so i it's hard to gauge like how successful or popular these things are or whatever but I think a sticking point for me personally, and I wonder how widespread this is with the Apple One stuff, the bundle subscription thing, is um, like I, I I think it makes a lot of sense to be like, hey, you're paying ten bucks for Apple Music already. You love Apple Music, an extra five bucks gets you all these other things or whatever. You know what I mean? That kind of makes sense to me. But their iCloud storage stuff has sucked forever. Like I think it's dumb. Yeah. I used to pay the 99 cents to get the X, whatever it is, 20 gigs or a hundred. I don't know. I don't even know how much, um, because you get the five gigs for free and that's like hilariously. Yeah. It's, it, like it's so, yeah, it's so, um, not enough space for even your average person that it's just hilarious. They even still offer that as a thing. Like, especially when for a while there, Google was like giving you 50 gigs free or whatever it was. Yeah. So, it's just it's it's like kind of embarrassing for Apple that they are like, here's your free five gigs of, of iCloud backup. Like, is that even enough to back up a phone? I don't even know if it is. So um, I mean, I guess if you take like no photos and have never right. taken a movie on your phone and are just exactly. backing up like your app data, then maybe. Maybe. So so I for a long time bumped up to the next tier, which I forget what it was. I, I want to say it was 20 gigs for 99 cents a month, which that just feels like needling too. like, you're, mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to charge me a dollar so I can adequately store the stuff I have on my phone. Like, thanks, you know? And so I thought that was dumb. And then, um, ran into an issue where Pam's phone, um, needed the extra storage. And so the next tier up from that was like 200 gigs for three bucks a month. So for the last year or two, something like that, I've been paying the three bucks a month for this 200 gigs. Right. 
And um, at least I think that's it. I might be getting all these numbers wrong. I'm I can't remember. Well, but either way, their tears are are silly. Like either way, the point is their tears are terrible. And um, so with the Apple One thing coming up, like the Apple TV Plus subscription is lapsing, and then I actually I have Apple Music for free through Verizon too, and that's coming up this month. And I was I was going to resubscribe to that. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do one of these Apple bundles that gets me good cloud storage, Apple Music, plus the whatever stuff else is included. And um, the tiers are like terrible on there, though, too. It's like I could get the same storage I have now, which we're bumping up against that limit. But then the next one up is two terabytes and it's for it's like thirty dollars a month or something. And I'm like, I don't really need two terabytes. I just need like. 500 gigs instead of 200 or something like that. Yeah. So I'm um, in the same situation. So I have 620 gigs used, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. puts me to the two terabyte one, which. I don't yeah. Think. I don't want to bump up that high, but I need a little bit more. And I also don't want to pay that much for something I'm not going to use that much of. Um, and so it just seems silly to me that they haven't revamped that entire thing to make at least the free tier adequate for everyone and then have like more reasonable like increments of upgrading iCloud storage. Cause I, I would jump onto like a $20 a month thing. That's like Apple music with family share plus enough storage for me. Plus, you Wait, know, so throw how in much do you get and, with and Apple, Apple one is not enough. It's like either 200 gigs or t- two terabytes, I believe. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So the two keep... terabytes is 10 bucks a month. That's what I'm on right now. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. I just don't need that much. Where is that? Oh, I don't even know where you can look this stuff up. But anyway, point being, it's dumb that uh, they don't have okay, better. So options. it's two terabytes for 10 bucks, 50 gigabytes for a dollar or 200 gigabytes for three dollars. OK, so I was do I bumped up to the 50 for a long time and that wasn't enough for two people. So I bumped up to the, the 200, which you can family share. Um, but each of us with our phone backups are right up near that limit. Mm-hmm. Um and so we actually had to do some weird stuff because Pam needed to sync her um, phone to her computer and uh, needed to um, didn't have enough space. And so I was like trying to offload things to iCloud and, w- and we were bumping up against limits. So then you go from there and it's like two terabytes, which I don't I didn't want to upgrade to that for that much money, you know, when I don't need that much. Yeah, 20 bucks a month, music, TV, arcade and iCloud. But for 200 gigs, which is we're running out of that. So if that if that was the same, but 500 gigs, I'd be doing it right now. 20 bucks a month. We get to family share everything. Right. Uh, done deal. Like that feels like a good deal to me. But if I if since that's not adequate, I have to go up to 30 bucks a month for the two terabytes. But also news plus don't care about it. Workouts plus don't care about it. Um, so it's like I'm paying for these things I don't really want, you know. So whatever, I don't know. And 30 bucks a month just seems like too much for something like this. Mm-hmm. Like 20 is right at that point where I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like particularly <sighs> with people like getting a- just kind of like subscription fatigue in general, oh, you know, like with, with real, all these real. things, I mean, like, I don't know. Everything's well, I actually made now. a list of uh, where is it? <laughs> I made a list preparing myself for, cause I have all these freebies, which is nice. Verizon is really great about freebies. And, and long-term free trials. So, like, they're almost always, like, six months to try out um, the Discovery Plus or whatever it was, and, and that's really cool. But, like, um, I'm getting to the point where a lot of these are about to expire, and so I made a list to be, like, 
what if I kept everything going, how much would I be paying and which things would I get rid of and just let not renew them and not pay for them or whatever? Um, and it's like YouTube TV, like I that's my main TV and I like it. I love the service, but um, it was 50 bucks a month and then they bumped it up to 65 a few months ago and that stung and it almost made me cancel it. But I've, I've hung on to it. 50 bucks a month was like primo. This is what cord cutting is all about, right? Because right. I was paying right. A bajillion dollars for the same stuff through Comcast. So, yeah, for um, me, I, I I did similar stuff with Sling, and um, uh-huh. they recently kind of like I need to actually log in and like look at what I'm paying now because like they um kind of like rejiggered how their channel stuff works now. So it's like for yeah. um let me see where is, am I even paying? I don't even know where to find that out, but like. Before it was like, I don't I think it was like 40 bucks or something plus tax uh, for like, mm-hmm. give you like a lot of shit. And then mm-hmm. slowly they started like chiseling away and it's like, you still pay $40, but like channels were moving into these like bundle packages and it's like, oh, yeah. you want, you want to watch like CNBC? Okay. Well, you need like the news plus package. It's another 10 bucks yeah. or like yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We got into that same problem. I mean, it's, it's evolving into the same problem you would have with cable where you're like, I'm paying for all this crap because I want like two things. Um, right. And I'm, I'm having to pay for all the stuff that I don't care about. Um, yeah. Like so it's I, not really I basically just want to watch like, like CNN and CNBC and I'm paying like f- yeah. almost $50 a month to do that, which is like almost right. like, I don't even fucking need this. I don't even care. I'm just going right. yeah. to not pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. So anyway, Apple, if you're listening, re- redo something about your iCloud stuff. Cause it's dumb. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Apple's not listening, no. are they? No. But anyway, <clears throat> that's my rant about that um, and uh, all the Apple Arcade stuff that happened today. I don't know. We're checking out. I still think Apple Arcade, it's hard to argue the value for it. Five bucks right. a month. I mean, try it out for free. So Who many cares? good games on it, and now there's more good games on it, and that's great. But it's it also just it's confusing a little bit, and it's just I'm not sure what their strategy is, if there is one. And it also seems like, woefully unmarketed i guess i don't don't know like wouldn't shouldn't you be like screaming from the rooftops that you have like the newest platinum games game on your service or whatever and it just feels like ho-hum i don't know but that's the kind of apple with in in the world of gaming apple's kind of never really been with it so yeah I, i don't know anywho uh, bumping into the other stories I had, which was not much for this week. And also cause we're, uh, we're trying to keep this short, which is not going to happen now. Is it, um, <clears throat> you wrote up a big thing for league of legends. Oh yeah. Um, it's fucking great. this was the secret game we, we were oh, hinting yeah. at the last secret, week the we secret were... game that was in soft launch for almost a year <laughs> in Asian territories that we've been talking about forever. And so it's it's really silly. Like we try to be respectful of of certain embargoes and for certain things. And like Riot is like a relationship you don't want to piss them off for some dumb reason. Um, but also, there's other companies where it's like you, you'll tell them to f off for something like this, where it's like, dude, yeah. it's a game that people have been playing for months and months, and it's not a, a secret. Yeah, it's like and it um, particularly it was always particularly crazy when it was like. Um, dude, there's like a eight month old thread on our forums with like 400 posts and you're like (laughs) telling me that like, there's an embargo on this game now. Like I've already beaten it and have it on my phone and I'm tired of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Super dumb. But anyway, so we just out of respect for them that, and then the other weird thing is their embargo was, 
like sun, on a Sunday, Sunday at like Random 3 p.m. Sunday or afternoon embargo. Like um, so that was kind of weird. You had like pinged me, and I, w- I was like, "You're like, do you want me to post about this? Like it's Sunday," and I'm like, Shh, "I don't know, dude." Um, also, not to be uh, not to be missed is that uh, this is the first thing you've written for Tittercade in almost two years, right? Since your goodbye post, I don't I think guess. you've written anything. Yeah, that was always the plan when you left. Was like, hey, I'll occasionally pop in and write something, and then, you know, that always sounds like a good idea in your head, I'm sure. And then you're busy doing your <laughs> game yeah. club stuff, and it's like, I don't have time for this shit. But league, you're a big league I guy. Have time for League of Legends, and I'm I am nowhere near uh, qualified to talk about this stuff. So it worked out really well that you're you're able to jump in and write about this. But you uh, really good write up on it. Basically, is a review, except because of their embargo terms, we couldn't even really call it a review. I mean, you might Maybe as well just, just change it. Yeah, just mark it as a review and it. put it five yeah. stars and call it a day. Um, yeah, but if you're curious about what League of Legends Wild Rift is like, uh, you should definitely read this because it's a really good write-up. And um, I think a good look at the positives and negatives uh, with this game, which is something we touched on before on the podcast, where everything's good about this game. It's league but in a really smart way for mobile that, yeah, very that makes smart. sense very smart and makes sense you know control wise and stuff like that but the bad stuff is the no cross unlock with mm-hmm. the pc version which seems silly and might piss people off but also yeah but at the same time that as i've been playing it um so i've been playing this shit like non-stop yeah. since it came out and um i have so I think there's like 60 some characters and I have just about like 30 of them unlocked right now yeah. playing for free. So yeah. it's like, it's the annoying people, uh, to not have all the shit that I bought on the PC version. But at the same time, it's yeah. like at right now, after playing it for just a week, there's like nothing that I really feel like I'm like truly missing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been hearing the same from people that have been playing it since it came out. I've only put in like, I put in like 20 minutes. I'm still like in tutorialville, but, um, and I'm, I, to be honest, this still is not grabbing me. This is just not my thing. Like oh, I, dude, I appreciate this everything about this. Is the best game, game on the App Store right now? I will, <clears throat> I will say that. I get it. That people like it. It's just not for me. But um, what struck me as funny when I started playing it, I was like, Arena of Valor flashbacks. Like it's oh, the yeah. same game. It is the exact same in game. So many ways. Like it's, it's very samey, which makes sense because it's made by basically the same people. Well, so but, um, what's interesting too, is that like, so there's, there's a funny kind of history behind this. And I would really, you know, no one's ever honest with this kind of stuff. Cause they have to talk to you in like yeah. marketing speak. Right. But like, I, I really would be, I would love to know what happened behind the scenes with all this, because like, yeah, you know, for the longest time, Riot was like, like very, very much maintained, like, oh, League of Legends will never come to other platforms. Like, it's so complicated; it's only playable on PC and all this other stuff. And right, we we're and at the time we were like, okay, cool, but there's like very competent MOBAs out on mobile, like Vainglory and other stuff like that. That yeah. you know, have esports and you know very high competitive levels of play and all this stuff. So this seems mm-hmm. kind of silly that you're saying like, oh, it's just straight up not possible, right? Right. Um, and then. Arena of Valor came. I don't. I, I don't remember the timeline, but it was like they got bought by Riot, or they got bought by fully by Tencent, and then Arena of Valor mm-hmm. came out, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is off-brand mm-hmm. League of Legends, right? Like even the characters are the same. Like this is insane right. that you're insisting that it's just not possible, right? right. Um, and so I would actually love to know like how much of Arena of Valor is in League of Legends Wild Rift, because a lot would be my guess. It does 
because like so there's weird things like the way that the ranked play works and the mm-hmm. way that you rank up through different leagues is like identical to arena of valor mm-hmm. and it seems yeah. really strange that you would be like oh let's just one-to-one take what arena of valor has you know without just being mm-hmm. like all right well you know let's start with this and mod it into league of legends you know mm-hmm. yeah um, no i i've it, and it's also funny because um before arena of valor came out in North America and was a big deal. It was, it's called honor of Kings everywhere yeah, else. And it was like the biggest game in the world for a while with the most players making the most money. Like it was the thing for like a couple of years. It just mm-hmm. dominated. <clears throat> and then it came out in America as arena valor and also was popular or whatever, but like overall, it wasn't as big as they, <clears throat> not as big though. as, yeah, <clears throat> that's just kind of the case though, because that's more of like a, a game that's popular outside the U S but it was interesting. Uh, they actually like kind of gave up on it in North America too. Yeah. Yeah. They try, they tried really hard to have like esports and stuff. But, um, the funny thing is, is like, imagine being riot and being like watching this runaway success of honor of Kings slash and being like, that could have been league the whole time. Yeah. And so now you're finally at a point years and years down the road where you're like, okay, we're going to make it league and hope you can get that sort of success, which I think they probably will. I mean, League still has the name recognition yeah. over something like Honor of Kings. But if you're like an Honor of Kings, like esports player, or you're somebody that's dumped like hundreds of, of thousands of hours in and, and tons of money and stuff like that. Are you like willing to switch just to have the League of Legends branding and characters? Maybe. Um, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, interesting thing, but like watching. Um, so it's been fun watching my friends. I play League of Legends with like come around on this, right? Because mm-hmm. originally they were like, I, there's no, f- I'm not playing this stupid like league for babies yeah. on my phone. Like that's ridiculous. Right. Like, why would I even yeah. try this? And I guess like Riot's been doing a lot of pretty aggressive advertising for the game and like league proper um, mm-hmm. because they're running. And, and I think like, that's the purpose of this like rift to rift event that they're running right now, where you get free shit in the game. If you've played the PC version is to get people like my dumbass friends to be like, all right, fine. Like I'll just download this to get the free stuff. And like, because you get, you get free stuff in both versions of the game. Like, right. Um, so it's been surprising how many people have like messaged me and be like, okay, this is pretty good. Like, when do you want to play? Cause I actually really like this when like those same people, if I would have been like, Hey, download this game arena of valor, it's the exact same thing, but just kind of like generic. Like they would have told yeah, me to go like, fuck myself bent, like dude. all day long. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I guess it's all, all perception makes all the difference in the world, but, yeah. um, it is pretty shocking, though, someone who's who's at least tried to play all the various popular MOBAs on mobile over the years. Um, this is like head and shoulders above in terms of like polish, I guess mm-hmm. you would call it or, or whatever. Like it's a really well done game. I'll play with you and anytime you want and tell you what to do. I mean, I've been playing this fucking stupid game at League of Legends since does like this 2008. Have voice chat? Can you like we voice can, chat through we this? just can Discord. But yeah, Discord. it does have voice chat, but I've, I've never turned it on. Yeah discord like a normal human um maybe maybe we'll see if i get through the tutorials and stuff the tutorial game i was just like this is i'm i just quit in the middle of it because i was like I, this it's, is it's so complicated long. it's but it, yeah um what's cool though is that like it really feels like the full league of legends experience but like most league of legends games like are just barely getting started at the 20 minute mark right um whereas this like if your game 
like I've most of my games seem to be like over at the 20 minute mark or like before, or like if, if it goes much yeah. longer than that, it's like, okay, this is, this is like one person dying away from like, are my team just snowballing into the other base yeah. and just winning right. kind of thing. Right. Whereas, huh. which is, which is cool because like one of the, one of the reasons why I kind of churned out of league of legends is because it's like, it's just such a time commitment to be like, okay, I'm going to play a game yeah. of league. It's going to be like 45 minutes or potentially yeah. more. Like a hundred percent uninterrupted, can't get up from the computer, like 45 yeah. minutes in like very detailed, yeah. intense, hardcore game. Right. So right. it's cool to have like that same notion with like less than half the time commitment. Yeah. 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 Which I like a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'm going to try it again this weekend and see if uh, it'll start clicking with me or, or whatever. But it's um, the best game on the app store, man. I definitely, so. I at least, I at least really appreciate it. Um, just because it seems like a extremely well-made <laughs> game. It's a, a high learning, and, uh, high learning curve. The other reason that I, I really wanted to dive in was, um, all the other people I've seen that are playing are like, like what you're saying, they're like, dude, they are just giving champions out left and right. Oh, yeah. If you just play and I don't know how long that's going to last. That might just be like an early players type thing to get things going. But I was like, man, if I'm, I want to take advantage of all this, the events they're running and mm. stuff like that. And, and I don't know if they'll ever like kill off like the the new player free shit faucet because like mm-hmm. the 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 way the monetization in in league works is like you see people like they really skins all the fucking time, mm-hmm. and as you eventually sort of like crystallize like what your favorite characters are, like you'll just start buying skins for them because like you there's like this like e cred like street cred kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing to it where it's like. It's like, oh, you don't have a skin for your guy. Like, you must not be very good at it, or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a really interesting dynamic in that like it's one million percent optional, and you don't need to buy any of that. But you just like as you yeah. get into the game, you just will because you want to. Yeah. Which I think is like the perfect spending compulsion for a free to play game, really. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And and that's why I've been playing this game for thirteen years now, or whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> It's crazy to think if I, if I, instead of downloading League of Legends, if I had a kid, they'd be like entering high school right now. That's pretty much. Instead, up. I just have a bunch of skins for my imaginary characters. Digital trinkets that'll get you nothing in life. Basically. Except e-cred. Yeah. Which is important. <laughs> potentially the most important resource <laughs> yeah. there is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, technically this is still in beta. So, um. This isn't even the the final form of League of Legends, I guess. It'll be. Um, it's also forever. not out totally everywhere. They, there's been some mixed messaging on if this was global or not, but there are are some territories where it's not out yet. But if you're in North America, that's the big new territory that this launches for. Um, so go check it out. It's free, and uh, definitely read Eli's write up on it because it's very comes from a point of somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. Whereas if I had written about it. That would not be the case. Yeah, it's good. It's really, really good. Yeah. You just got to, it's got a learning curve though. So you can't get frustrated yeah. like off yeah. the bat. Like you got to really yeah. like learn how the game works and, you know, watch some YouTube videos, give it some time. And like, if know. you do, it's like extremely rewarding. I think it's like an unbelievably fun game. I don't know if I have the patience for that, Eli. Well, uh, also what's interesting is that, um, so I've also spent, I think we talked about this last week, the magic, um, uh, mm-hmm. dual, uh, magic duels or magic arena, arena. which, arena. yeah. So another game that I really like is like, I honestly like the two fucking games I play in my life are magic, the gathering and league of legends. So right. and call of duty, I guess. So, yeah. um, magic 
arena, it's interesting seeing like the difference in what the game asks of you because like in when you play uh wild rift it's like you go through the mm-hmm. tutorial you play a few games and it's like oh my god like i have so much free stuff that i don't mm-hmm. really need to buy anything i mean i can buy stuff yeah and like as i play i probably will buy stuff but like right, right. now i'm set like i can just kind of settle into the game enjoy it and kind of like you know become a league player more or less right right whereas like magic uh arena like you go through they have a pretty decent amount of single player content uh mm-hmm. do you, like the, so they do tutorial and then they do these things called color challenges where they basically teach you like the the themes of each of the colors the, each of the five mm-hmm. colors of magic so like mm-hmm. you play five matches with like um a white deck and then a red deck a blue deck mm-hmm. and so on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool because like um so each color challenge is like four ai battles and then the fifth mm-hmm. battle is against a player that mm-hmm. is playing like a, a different a different deck from you. So that that whole thing is super fun. It takes like uh, three or four hours to, or maybe less. I don't know. I, I played it over yeah. the course of like two or three days. Um, yeah. To get to the point where you're like, okay, I've run out of like the two single player tutorial content, yeah. and then like they just kind of like dump you off at the store, and it's like, okay, we'll buy cards now. Yeah. Which is, uh, is like such a. It's wild how like so you have huh. these two games, and like mm-hmm. one is like yeah just you know play i don't we don't care where the other one's yeah. like all right spend some money dipshit because yeah you need cards to play huh that's interesting which is i mean because you have like your starter decks but they're just like so bad that you just get like dumpstered yeah. yeah when you play that like i don't know it's it's weird the first time user experience between both games is like just so distinctly different it's so really have crazy. you done anything with magic where you like connect the cards you already own from the other versions or anything like yeah. that. Cause that, that was one of the big selling points is like you, it cross. Well, it's, cross uh, so I collection. didn't, I didn't play arena on PC. Like when uh, magic arena launched on PC, I was majorly into hearthstone and I was just playing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they wizards had like some really mixed messaging surrounding like how magic arena actually was going to sort of play out right. because um, yeah. what was the last game magic duels? Right. I think it was. Duels Whatever. of the Planeswalker. No, there was there. So Duels of the Planeswalker came out, and then I think it just turned to Magic oh, right. Duels as the next free to play game. Yeah, I think game. you're right. And yeah. that game was shitty, and they just kind of abandoned it. So yeah, I didn't get into the PC version of Magic Arena because I was like, man, I'm not going to spend money on this shit. And then if I'm like, in two years, be like, yeah, we're not supporting this anymore. So yeah. see ya. Because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of like the bad part of these like digital properties, right? Is like when. Right when a game company just decides, Hey, we're not going to support this anymore. It's like, all right, well, all the money you spent on it is now smoked. Yeah. And, you know, with buying magic cards in a digital game, like I'm almost like, if I'm going to do this, like I'd almost rather play on my computer and just play magic online because then you can trade and sell those cards versus them being stuck in your magic duels account, like Hearthstone. Yeah. 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 So I don't know interesting it's cool but well i wish it was different i'm gonna try that magic arena is another game i was like gonna try out but now Mm. i have league i have magic arena i have this fantasian i have this world of demons well so magic arena i would say like to do this weekend is probably the best like if you just pretend like when you hit the end of the color challenges and they're like the whole tutorial section if you're just like oh that's Mm -hmm. all the content the game has you just delete it that's the best digital magic you can play right now (laughs) <laughs> just don't go any further <laughs> yeah but i it's it's hard to because like wizards is really 
like over-indexing on like, oh, this is Magic Arena is the future of Magic. Like this is this right. is the next one. But they said, I feel like they said the same shit about duels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like it's, I, I would just, if I'm going to spend money on cards, I'd rather spend it either on Magic Online or just Paper Magic because I don't know. At like, least those have been around for decades. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'll agree. get into the Tennessee Magic scene again. I need something to do it spend a absurd amount of money on i guess <laughs> is there a big tennessee magic scene i have no idea i actually haven't even looked into it i should i should you should you should um <clears throat> so real quick we'll move on to the last thing i had to talk about this week was just that the uh uh dead cells bad seed dlc finally came out um dead cells has been kind of like behind content wise of the other versions um and i know play digits who brought it to ios has been trying hard to uh get everything in line so that eventually sometime down the road um it'll be one for one with all the versions across all platforms which i think would be really awesome but bad the bad seed dlc i think came out last year on everything else uh, or maybe even the year before, I don't remember, but it's oh, got weird. a ton of new stuff. So, and um, the uh, the other big thing to mention about this is that Dead Cells is on sale right now for a limited time. It's only five bucks. It's usually nine. So um, that's a, a good reason to at least pick up the base game if you don't have it already. Um, and then the DLC for Bad Seeds is uh, $3.99. So... Uh, you can pretty much get both for about the same price as just the base game costs regularly. So um, if you're ever going to get into Dead Cells, this would be a good time to do it because five bucks is not a lot of money for a game that I've put like 200 hours in. So so one of the places near me to play that shows up on the Friday Night Magic Finder is called CM yeah. Games. Crescent Moon, <gasps> Crescent Moon plays Magic in Tennessee. <laughs> he traveled down from New York to play Magic. Yes. Um, so anyway, just wanted to give that a shout because Dead Cells is awesome and five bucks is cheap. So grab it on sale if you haven't yet and check out the new DLC pack for it, which just came out, which is pretty cool. Uh, and that's it. I'm all I'm out of energy. There are a couple places near me that do magic. This is going to be. I think you should get in on that. Oh, my God. I have. I actually probably wouldn't be terrible to get back into magic. I don't know. I mean, the world's coming back to life. People are doing things in person again. Yeah. That's true. I will be looking for Slowly. things to do post COVID. So, play some magic. How far away is this? It's probably far. Uh, if you're in Tennessee and play magic, get a hold of Eli. Four minutes. Oof. Uh, That's a trek. Well, most most things are far from us. We live out in the middle of fucking nowhere. So. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, while Eli figures that out, uh, we'll wrap things up here for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our readers and our listeners and our viewers. So if you like what we're doing, please consider checking out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and uh, supporting us financially for as little as a dollar a month. And you get all sorts of great bonuses like a video version of this podcast with with its uh sometimes lengthy pre-show can do things like see my horrible poison ivy arm Is yeah that... you can see in real life eli's horrible poison ivy arm or this week my 
20-year-old Simpsons gummy lollipops that are well past their due date and that I may or may not eat on stream and get sick. So if that's not worth a dollar a month, I don't know what is. Uh, you can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And you can check out Game Club, do a 30-day free trial through the banner on our front page, iOS or Android. Even with all the Apple Arcade stuff that happened today, Game Club, still the best damn gaming subscription service there is. How about you should, that? You should let me know if you want to play League of Legends. Maybe we can make a YouTube series of me teaching you how to play. I'm going to try. A YouTube, yeah. The the expert and the idiot that doesn't know anything and see how it goes. That's actually a really good idea for a video series. We do it. I'm down to play anytime okay. you want. I, okay. Seriously, I fucking gonna, love that game. So I'm going to focus this weekend on getting through the tutorial, and then I'll let you know how that goes. So I also, if you ever want to play Call of Duty Warzone, I'm majorly into that too. So that's another thing I've been telling my friends I'm going to do for the last year. Does your buddy Todd yeah. play that, or is he in Fortnite now? No, he plays. Yeah, Warzone. He's he's elite in the war zone though. I, go, I even if I started playing with him, I think he would just. I think the word is you're looking for is sweaty. That's what they they call good players. He's sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just know he's he's well past my point. He would lower himself down to play with me though if I actually did start to play. So I have to actually I need to find a TikTok to send you to show you what modern Call of Duty is like. <laughs> Maybe if uh, it's like it's like what so it's like two and I'm gonna. You know, totally spoil the joke but it was like um like you know what call of, like the first one is like call of duty used to be like and it's like a guy laying back in his couch they're like all right boys just just got the ac 130 mm-hmm. it's coming down check it out and then the new one's like the guy's like like sweating like crazy his t-shirts all white. he's like i'm pushing i'm pushing there's two guys i got one he's down he's down <laughs> yeah. all right guys over here he's right 220 220 yeah. shooting at us sniper glit yeah, it's just like exactly how it is. It has gotten a little too serious for me since I used to be into online games like that. So that's fun. That's cool. I don't mind it. So okay. Anyway, with all that out of the way, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya. 